Hey guys and welcome to Brawl Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast and it's an emergency special because at quarter past two British time, Todd Selecki broke the news that Phillies have Joe Girardi. Finally, Woo! finally, Todd Selecki was the only guy I didn't turn notifications on for as well. I had Salisbury <laughs> on go, I had Heyman oh, on you go, got to now. frozen tar, I'm like, I'm swear I'm forgetting one and lo and behold, Todd, Zale- Todd Selecki broke it. But uh, even though we all sort of knew it was coming inside, it was still, uh, I was driving at the time, my, my phone was on the dash and it flashed up and I had just had to pull over and do a yes. Fist bump. <laughs> I was still delighted. Um, where, where were you when it broke, Alex? I was in bed. It was, what, 9 a.m.? Uh, uh, 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was in bed, uh, admittedly. I was, I was planning to sleep in. And uh, I've kind of I, I knew about it for a couple of days. Uh, I, I didn't know if anything was concrete, but I knew that uh, there were a lot of whispers going around. I tweeted last night after uh, after John Boy, uh, the YouTuber, mm-hmm. broke broke the news. Uh, and I'd, I'd heard whispers, but that kind of solidified it for me because on his side of the Yankee things, uh, you know, he's he's pretty well connected. So uh, I woke up to a notification on my phone. My phone was going crazy. And uh, lo and behold, there you go. It's good Bang. stuff. Sorry, there it was. sorry if you can hear Winston barking in the background. It would be Winston barking or, or my baby wailing in the background. <laughs> <There you laughs> Such an emergency podcast. I'm out in the hallway, as you can see. My lovely array <laughs> of coats. got a calendar. got car keys hung up. This We're doing how, great over this here. This is how last minute great. this was. <laughs> uh, so, Joe Girardi, 55 years old. Three years with a club option. Uh, at 2023, is that right? I've literally just written Sounds it down. I've right, just yeah. seen this. Uh, yeah, 2023 with a club option. That sounds about right. And it was nice, uh, before we touch on Joe Girardi, Gabe, you got in touch with Gabe Kaplan and he had some parting words which have also completely gone viral and seen your name all over the internet <laughs> and Twitter. Yeah, um, you know... You, you can't remember him, can you? <laughs> oh, I, oh, you know what? I can try. Um, no, he, he had nothing but good things to say. He really was, uh, he was really positive about the whole thing. Um, he's really taking it on the chin he he i think he's going to be fine i think he's going to land on his feet somewhere uh if not this year then definitely in the next couple of years uh but he was he was very positive he was you know praising joe and and saying how uh you know he thinks he's a great fit in terms of adaptability and mm-hmm. that's very true joe girardi is very uh adaptable especially in in the environment that he's going to be coming into you know he's very open to analytics uh but also you know has his old school way of doing things so I think he's a great fit. Uh, so does Gabe. And I really can't wait. He also expressed a lot of confidence in the front office. I just want to put that out there. He expressed a lot of confidence in Matt Klintak and, uh, you know, in, in John Middleton. And, you know, no mention of Andy McPhail, but I won't put words in his mouth. So. No, <laughs> no, no, let's not do that. You, you're on the wrong, Alex. Let's not, put, let's not have the wrong words coming out. No, I'm, uh, I'm but a class, class act from Gabe Kapler. Oh, Absolute yeah. He's class amazing. act. You know, and, and the fact that he even texts you back. And, and had those words to say about it. And uh, if you want to know what Gabe said, um, 
his only quote is all over the internet and Twitter, so you can't you can't you can't miss it. Um, so great work on the inside scoop there, Alex. I try my uh, best. I try my best. And you, you know what? To to speak on Gabe, I know I've told this story before, but you know he was the guy that originally reached out to me. I didn't reach out to him. He reached out to me. He told me he really liked my work and liked what I was doing. And uh, you know he didn't have to do that. And you can say a lot of things about Gabe Kapler, but uh, one thing you cannot deny is that he is a he is a great dude. He's a really nice guy. Um, I know that he's been caught up in some things in his past that uh, might be, uh, you know, considered to be negative and considered mm. to be uh, not so great. But I can tell you from a lot of personal experience with the guy, uh, he is nothing but a class act. He's nothing but divine. And yeah. uh, I wish That's how he comes across. fingers Absolutely. crossed for the Giants job. Padres' job just got taken. And so, the Pirates uh, has gone as well, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, Pirates, uh, Padres. Well, he was never going to go there, but the Giants well, no. is the last sort of chance for a I really, job, isn't it? I hope the Giants uh, pick him up. I think he's probably one of their top candidates. So, yeah. And all, the best to, and all the best to Kate, wherever he lands. Love him. Um, but to the present, Joe Girardi. Yeah, I can't just, just keep saying it. Keep letting it sink in. Here Let we it go. sink in. Um, Joe Girardi's career as a manager, 1,782 games, a win, uh, 988 wins, 794 losses, 0.554% win ratio. He had one year at the Marlins back in 2006, mm-hmm. uh, 78 In which he won manager of the year, right? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I had this. Oh, that, was, that was my stat. I was getting oh, from that. Oh, no. Jumping the gun. Ah. Oh. Despite I'm the seventy-eight eighty-four record, he did get manager of the year that year. Uh, the ten successful years with the Yankees, all of them winning seasons, and of course two thousand and nine, the the World Series against us. Um, Yankees were one hundred and three fifty-nine that year, a year we all know so well. Uh, Sally Dutway didn't go our way, um, but what a caliper of, of of manager! What what a like. He's done. He's been there, done it. And okay, it was a Yankees team. It was a good Yankees team. The play, bits were already really in place for him. But did the pressure still there? The expectation from the fans is oh, still absolutely. there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So what? What do you think, Alex? Is going to be is going to be Joe Girardi's biggest challenge when he comes here? Well, you know what? First things first. To talk about that manager of the year award that he won, a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, seventy-eight and eighty-four. That's that's terrible." The Marlins had a legitimate, I kid you not, $15 million payroll that year. $15 million in 2006. Wow. That is literally penny. That's unthinkable. It's, it's ridiculous. And he led them to a near 500 record. I mean, that is, that is absolutely wild. Um, that's like Moneyball on steroids. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is, yeah. I, look, I, I, I couldn't say enough good about the guy, but his, his biggest challenge coming here I'm going to put it to, you know, I don't know. He's good at so many things. I I would say communication with the front office, um, just because he's a guy that, you know, he he likes to do things his way uh, very much and and is open to suggestion and to to outside information. But, uh, Mm. you know, he he, he has a way of doing things. And, uh, you know, I think as long as you give him the right tools, give him the guys he asks for, Present him with a with a team that is going to be ready to compete. I think he can handle it from there. I'm I'm very excited to see uh, where he goes and 
who he brings in as his coaching staff. That's going to be a really, really exciting thing to watch. And, you know, yeah. I, I really, I, it's been a long time since I felt this confident about uh, a manager for the Phillies. I'm very excited. It's amazing because it's already perked up the whole fan base. Like I can yep. already see opening day tickets being sold out. You know, opening weekend they're going to be rocking like it was last year. That's already the doom and gloom of of, of the last couple of months and the, how the Philly season fell off is already being lifted. You know, this, yep. already this news has lifted it. Um, before we just look ahead, Joe Girardi has already said, uh, "I'm excited for this next chapter of my career." The Phillies have a strong commitment to winning from the owners to the front office to the players to the fans. It's something that I've seen up close for the last 30 years of my baseball career. I played against the great Philly players of the early 90s, from Dutch Dalton to John Crook to Dave Hollins, and I managed against their teams during their incredible run they had from 2008 to 2011. To have my, uh, to have my name now associated with this great franchise is something that I couldn't be happier about. So, uh, Girardi seems genuinely excited to get going, doesn't he? He does. He, he seems to already understand the fan base and understand the desire to win. Well, and, you know, you can't blame him because you, when you look at, you know, a guy like Bryce Harper, you get the chance to manage a generational player. You get the chance to, you know, pick up with a really good young core of guys that, and I know people are going to say, what young core? But, I mean, you've got, you know, first of all, the Phillies are one of the youngest teams in the majors, just mm. average-wise. Um, and second of all, you've got a whole bunch of young talent coming up and again people are going to say what young talent but i mean with alec bohm and spencer howard you have two pretty premium prospects uh ready to you know they're already knocking on the door and then you have a whole bunch of triple a talent to choose from and to to comb through yeah and then there's also just the fact that you know this whole team yeah they underachieved a lot but if you told me back in 2015 that joe girardi would be managing andrew mccutcheon bryce harper and a whole slew of other guys you know, on the same exact team, I would call BS. But now, <laughs> I mean, here we are. We're looking at a time where you know this squad is is really, really uh, looking ahead to be one of the one of the really competitive teams in the National League, and it's going to take a lot of things going right in the offseason and a lot of good signings and a lot of uh, you know reinforcement in the in the places where we saw lacked this past year, but. I mean, like I said before, you give Joe Girardi a team that's ready to win, and he's going to take them there. So it's going to be exciting to watch. We've as well. seen it before. We're, absolutely, we have. Absolutely, we have. So he's going to get his. Uh, he's going to obviously the press conference officially announced. I imagine tomorrow, or uh, well, it will be probably tomorrow, won't it? Could it be the weekend? So won't. No, it's uh, it's going to be Monday. Monday, Monday at one p.m. I believe. Yeah. Monday, one p.m. Right. So that be. Uh, so obviously that be exciting. Get to hear him talk. See the front office introduce him. And then when the dust settles, he gets his feet under the uh, under the desk, and he has two coaches to choose from: pitching coaches and hitting yes, coaches. He does. Who who would you have an inkling on? Who would you like first of all, Alex? And who do you think he would lean towards? Any ex-Yankee coaches do you think will be in the frame? Yeah, I think uh, Jim Salisbury talked about a couple, but I'm not sure they're gonna go that. I think it was talking about Island and uh, one other. I can't remember. Um, but, you know, I think the most likely option and the, the most the most logical one to me would be Mickey Calloway. Uh, mm. I think, you know, he's an excellent pitching coach. He has a he has a, a really solid track record. Uh, and while he wasn't the best manager for the Mets, uh, you know, nobody else knows that lineup better than the yeah, guy who true. managed them yeah. last year. Nobody else, you know, he, he's got really good intel on other NL East clubs. He's used to facing them. He 
has seen all of what they can do. And he would also just be a, a really awesome pitching coach and collaborator just in general. So I think he's the one that makes the most sense. Uh, and the Phillies are also obviously the only ones with vacancies in the East. So I think in terms of my number one pick, uh, that would he would probably it would be Mickey Calloway, I think, uh, just purely based on, you know, the fact that he's he's young. He's a real pitching coach, um, you know, doesn't just base it off of analytics and somebody else's game plan and things like that. Mm. Uh, you know, he really takes time to relate to his guys. He has managerial experience. I mean, seems like a really, really good candidate. Uh, and as well as that, for, for hitting coaches, uh, I'm not too positive. I haven't seen anybody linked. And, uh, you know, Rob Thompson is already the Phillies bench coach, and they've worked together before. So I'm sure they'll both have solid input uh, mm. in terms of who to hire. But, you know, there, there aren't any really names that stand out to me. But I'm, I'm really excited to see who he does go with. Because Girardi himself was a pretty good hitter in the majors. Uh, really mm. good bat-to-ball skills. Not a lot of power. But then again, who did back in the 90s and 80s that wasn't on steroids? Uh, <laughs> so, I mean... You know, we're looking at a guy who, who knows his way around the game, great baseball brain, who is looking to hire two other collaborators mm. that are going to be, you know, they're all going to be really interesting choices. So I'm very excited to see which way he goes. I also think Ray Searage makes sense for the pitching coach mm. job, Pirates, ex-pitching coach. Uh, but we'll see. I mean... It's going to be a pretty quick decision, do you reckon, like within the next few weeks? Because they won't want to hang around with this, will they? Because they want to... No. You know, they want their, their team in place and then let's see who lands on free agents and, and go big in free agency. Yeah, they'll want to... They'll want to... Uh, because, believe it or not, staff does make a pretty big difference uh, mm. when it comes to free agents and things like that. You know, if you have a hitting coach that you've worked with before and you're a, you're a free agent, let's say you're Anthony Rendon and they hire a hitting coach that you're familiar with, well... You've already worked with that guy. You've seen success under that guy. If it comes down to both teams are offering the same amount of money, you know, who are you going to pick? So, you know, it it, it does make a difference. And people want to know that they're going to be working with people that they like. So uh, I'm assuming they won't hang around. Uh, They're really going to get aggressive just like they were with their managerial signing. And they're going to try and flush it out in the next uh, couple of weeks, if not the next few days. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. And I'm so glad that the Phillies, who were sort of weak behind everybody dismissing Kapler, are all mm-hmm. of a sudden already have their manager in place while the Mets they got still, the top, the top Mets name are still on the Mets are first to sack their manager and still uh trying to trying to find a manager and they're they're Twitter with uh, entertaining oh. this, this this afternoon. Yep. Um do you think there's any Yankee players like Didi Gregorius is is being you know, people would love to see him reunite with Joe Girardi at the Phillies. Does do you think now this sort of changes the where Phillies look for free agents? Definitely. Um, so Girardi in particular is is very specific about uh, you know having the right depth and the right you know he's probably going to be that guy that uh, John Middleton sits around that big table with the other twenty executives and he sits down and he says okay what do we need and Girardi's probably going to bring up either Starlin Castro or Didi Gregor- Gregorius because, you know, Phillies have an infield vacancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you look at it, you know, if they're going to exceed the luxury tax this year, which I'm pretty positive they will, um, if they're going to, signing guys to one-year deals is a huge, huge benefit for them. And Didi yeah. Gregorius is looking for a way to reestablish himself. I think he makes a ton of sense. I think Starling Castro also makes a ton of sense as a more of a bench piece. Um, 
you know, I also think uh, Jonathan VR, they've mm-hmm. uh, never worked together, but they played in the same uh, played in the same division for a couple of years. I think he's a guy he'll have his eye on. Um, and I think, you know, any ex-Yankee that is looking toward uh, their future is going to take into consideration that, you know, Joe Girardi, their old skipper, a guy they really respect, uh, is now the manager of the Phillies. I think that's definitely going to be uh, something to look for. But in, in short, yes, I think he's going to be a guy that's very particular about his bench and very particular about the, the guys yeah. he has depth-wise. When does uh, when does free agency officially open? Is it as soon Depends as the World, on Series when the World Series ends? Depends on when the World Series ends. So pretty much everything kind of staggers uh, based on when the last game will fall. Uh, but it's... Oh, I can't. There's so much going on in my brain. Uh, it's somewhere winter meetings are in December. Oh, I can't remember. It's probably, it's probably somewhere late November or early December. And then are, are, the, on... are the teams straight away as soon as it opens in quarter? In fact, are teams inquiring about players now or do they have no. to? Like, so that's not opens? allowed. So it's, it's not, you're not technically allowed to be in contact with players before the free agency period right. begins. Um, so that isn't going to happen and you probably won't see uh signings for the first few days uh but you know that's when things really start to to open up and it's very rare that you see a day one signing but if there's somebody that you know you really really want and you've been you know in contact with them during the season Mm. then that's definitely possible uh even though you know tampering is a real thing but it depends mccutcheon was there last year wasn't he I remember him being uh, one of not, the first. Was it, was it, was it Segura? Not early. No, the Segura. Well, Segura was a trade. So right. I think Segura oh, became, was, yeah. came yeah. before McCutcheon. So uh, I believe, oh, let me think. Uh, I think the Segura trade was a little bit after the winter meetings. Can't remember. Uh, but McCutcheon came about two or three weeks after that, I believe. I have to look at the timeline. I wish I had my computer in front of me, but. It's going, to be, it's going to be another fun off-season. Of course, some pitches. Oh, it's going to be great. Which, uh, will, will Girardi and the coaches have much input in what pitches they want and, and, and um, in the meetings, or is it all down to the front office? Typically, it's down to the front office. Uh, in terms of collaboration, though, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he'll get input. He'll tell, you know, John Middleton, the guys that he really wants, or tell Matt Klintak, you know, the guys he really wants, and uh, it'll escalate from there. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm honestly not sure how much input he'll have because you know we've never had a guy like Joe Girardi as our <laughs> as our manager and in, in under this regime at least. I mean, you know he really knows what he's doing. He was an analyst just now for mm. MLB TV. I mean, or MLB Network, excuse me. And uh, you know he knows what he's doing. So I'm I'm assuming you know he'll get a little bit of input, but nowhere near as much as someone like Matt Kel- Matt Klintak or or John Middleton would have. And I'm sure they'll have a short list written out already. Oh, they there is there is big gaping holes. And if there's one thing for certain, especially with Joe Girardi signing, uh, the Phillies are ready to win and win now. It oh, is yeah. 2020. The rebuild is is done. We we have it. The foundations are in. The big pieces are in. There's a few little holes to that foundation and to that to that building, but we're, we're close. And with the Girardi signing, the, the front office have. I tell you what, hands up. They've had a lot of slack recently, and down the line, they've made a few mistakes. They've had a lot of criticism, but they've they've gone out quickly, got their man, and, and credit where credit's due. They've done a great job getting Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi yes, is now they did. Philadelphia's manager, 
you know, a last podcast when we spoke, like Girardi, well, he may come, he'll be, it'll be great, but we can't see it happening. The front office done it, and cre- credit to him. But we credit, credit's due. And you know what? Every every team that was looking to compete right now was looking at Joe Girardi. I mean, whether it was publicized or not, they were all looking at him because, you know, if you're the Cubs, you want to they coming into this whole thing they were he was probably their their top target i don't know what changed mm. uh they decided to go internally but you know he he his record and his his you know his previous experience speaks for itself and he is just a guy that you can really count on uh and that you know has seen success and he's you know he's going to be great either either way either way the uh yeah it, it breaks he's going to be great and I'm sure the Mets would have loved to have him. I'm sure the Cubs would have loved to have him. You know, Pirates and uh But why, what, why, do, why has all of a sudden, like, it feels like we've been gifted Joe Girardi. It seems like the yeah, Mets... Do, 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 you think other teams, do you think other teams knew that they would not match enough for the Phillies, but they just haven't bothered? No, I think with the Mets, it's really hard to say because the Mets also have a really good young core going forward. Mm. Um, and... You know, I'd expect them to go with a more experienced manager, but no, they're they. I mean, I think eight of the nine candidates that they interviewed were first-time managers, so they obviously want you know to discover that that new guy to discover the next big managerial success. Yeah. But I, I really couldn't tell you why they didn't act more uh, to get Joe Girardi, which is it, it explains why the fan base is so upset. Uh, and it it would have made for a really cool story. Joe Girardi would have been like the New York manager, but um, yeah. you know, I really don't know. I don't know why the Cubs didn't pursue him more. I don't know why the Giants didn't pursue him more, especially when they weren't active at the trade deadline. Uh, it's very confusing. Uh, but you know what? When it comes down to like the Pirates and the Padres, that is very understandable. They're going to take yeah. while they have the chance. They're going to take shots on you know, a couple of newer managers and see how that goes and, and test the waters there. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, I really couldn't tell you. It does feel like we were gifted him and it does feel like we were the most aggressive for him. So yep. we and got we'll our take guy. It. Thank Who you, cares? everybody. Yep. Yeah, exactly Have that. Uh, let's do a couple of questions on uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, from you guys yourselves. Um, complete. I was going to get all your reactions, but there's so many. There's, there's, <laughs> there's so many. Everyone's happy, you know. There, yes. The vast majority of the fan base is, is delighted, happy, quietly happy. A lot of people still, you know, the way it turned out with Gabe, a little bit down about, but yeah. we've we've got our man. Uh, Tyler Brown says, "What will he? Uh, well, I presume Girardi. What will Girardi bring to the Phillies that Kapler didn't in terms of game management, clubhouse presence, not necessarily just experience." Well, you know what? Uh, Gabe really said it himself, and Jason Stark also put out a really nice little blurb about him on Twitter. Uh, he's just he's a he's a man who has so much major league experience and is such a good baseball brain. And that's not to say that Gabe doesn't, but I mean, this is a guy that has seen his fair share of success. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's he's been on some of the most winning teams of all time, and he's been on some of the most terrible teams of all time in the Marlins you know he's he's seen he's seen everything uh and he's seen the ups and downs and he's seen what makes a club what breaks a club uh and it's just that experience that primarily uh is the big difference between the two there's also the fact that you know Girardi isn't always a positive guy uh 
Gabe made a very clear effort to be as positive as possible, especially yeah. when it came to, you know, that, uh, what did we lose to the Marlins? 17 to nine, you know, no, yeah. no other manager in baseball is going to come out and talk to the media after a terrible game like that. But, you know, Gabe did. And Girardi, he's on that other side of the coin. He would not for a second think about addressing the media after such a terrible game. Uh, and he, you know, he's also going to, you know, really stick it to the players when they're not playing to their proper standard, but he's also going to stick it to the, uh, to the umps or to the, the opposing team when he feels like they're not playing at a proper standard. Uh, you know, we've all seen his really famous, uh, you know, blow ups and his dusting over the plate and all of that. But, uh, his, his very Lou Pinella esque uh, <laughs> alter ego, yeah. but you know, that's, it, it all depends on your preference. And I think Girardi has a much more old school approach when it comes to uh, going with your gut. And yeah. you know, Gabe was very analytical. He hated the bunt, uh, didn't like, you know, that marginal value that you could or could not get. Whereas Girardi, you know, more often than not, he's probably going to bunt. So, you, and more steals as well. Because we'll, oh, there's, there's a bit of pace on it. Kingery, Hernandez, Segura's not that well, slow. McCutcheon's got a bit of speed. Hernandez probably won't be on the team. That's uh, true. That's true. I'm, I'm sure he'll be a little bit wary with Kutch, but I think uh, you're going to see Bryce attempting to steal a lot more bags. 15 um, steals last season. Exactly. Tied with Kingery. You're going to see Kingery stealing a lot more bags. I think whoever they bring in this offseason, if they do bring in Jonathan VR, I think if you play fantasy baseball, and we'll talk to Ryan about it, uh, you know, <laughs> the, Jonathan VR under Joe Girardi could steal a lot of bases. Um, but then again, that's not to say that, you know, the, the other – uh, members of his coaching staff and his analytical team are going to warn him against that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, I think, especially with Kingery, you'll see a lot more aggressive stealing. Same with Hazley as well. And and hopefully, uh, it's exactly what Reese Hoskin needs as well. Someone a bit tougher on him, someone who someone to say to him, actually, it's not all right. You know, a bit of, bit of more, bit more tough love, do you think might help Reese well, Hoskins? You well, know, you know what? Reese's issue was all mental. And um, I think that's where a lot of people get very crossed up uh, with young players. Mm. You know, not everybody can have Juan Soto's confidence. It takes a lot of, you know, careful, uh, I don't want to say raising, I don't want to make this a parental <laughs> conversation, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, Juan Soto was wa- raised in an environment where he was always, you know, the best. He was probably that, mm. that guy that, you know, he stood out all the time, was signed as a eight, 16 or 18-year-old, 17-year-old, I can't remember. Um, but then, you know, took two years to rock it up through the minor leagues. That yeah. Not everybody has that. Not everybody has that confidence that, you know, I know I'm good enough right now to perform at this level. And Reese is turning 27 years old, but he's also, you know, really coming into that prime part of his career. And if you think that, you know, he's not going to come back next year and be better tenfold than he was last year, you're mistaken. I mean, there's, there is no possible way and I will go on record saying this as much as possible. There's no possible way that Reese Hoskins is going to come back next year and hit 229 and hit, you know, you know, have these these yeah. poor batting numbers that he had this past year. There's just no possible way. And the fact that the whole fan base is ready to give up on him is very sad. Um, but you know what? I'll let him speak for himself. He's going to be great. Uh, and everything towards the end of the season was all mental. You know, the team was going downhill. He was going downhill. Everything just wasn't working out. So yeah, and he'll come it, back you, you got the whole vibe of the dressing room just wasn't. Nobody seemed up for it mentally. It, 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 it looked broken. It looked broken from the outside. And but, you know what? 
it also really helps when you have a starting pitcher on the mound that you can trust. And I'm sorry, but sticking Jason Vargas, Vince Velasquez, Drew Smiley, and a couple other guys that you want to just put on the mound, putting them on the mound doesn't exactly encourage your offense to think that they're going to stay no, in the game. That's very true. That's very so, true. No, spot on. Uh, Carl Went says, uh, what would, uh, what say his style is, analytics-based or more old-school baseball? I would probably lean more towards old school, but he's also, you know, as I said, he was an analyst uh, for the last year. He also, uh, you know, worked very closely with the Yankees front office, which I believe they have the second largest analytical department in baseball. Uh, something like that. Know. So, the, you know, that big analytic base over with the Yankees, they were way ahead of the times when they were getting super analytical. Uh and you know what? I, th- I think he's a really good mix of both. But if I had mm-hmm. to lean towards one side, I'd say old school. Uh, he really he goes with his gut a lot of the time. And uh, usually it pays off for him. Very smart baseball guy. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> be great. I'm very this, excited. This season's not even finished yet. There's still a World Series going on, but uh, I'm already excited <laughs> to see we bring in the off season. Yeah. Um, of course, we got Barber in next to the Yankee as well. The, the scout. Uh, a few words on, on Mr. Barber. Well. You know what? With with Brian Barber, it's really interesting. Uh, there's not a lot of public information out there about him. Uh, no, but there what isn't. I do, there really isn't. What I do know, what I do know about him, uh, and I I've talked to a few of my Yankee friends, and uh, what I've heard most of is that he was very instrumental in the Aaron Judge signing, which was considered a very aggressive uh, mm. draft pick back when uh, he was a wee lad, uh, a wee boy. But then. But then, you know, also that he has been what, – what a cross-checker basically does is they, they take the short list of guys and they basically suss out who, if it were presented this way, who they would want in a trade. Or, you know, mm. uh, during the draft, they're also obviously in the draft room uh, putting in their two cents, things like that. But, you know, we saw some really big performances out of Mike Talkman and Gio Urshela this year, both yeah, of whom yeah. were not expected at all to be, you know – anywhere near four war players uh, and, and they were they barber's guys right uh, pardon they were barber's guys right yes yeah so well under his regime at least i don't know yeah. if it was particularly him who you know said oh yeah get geo Urshela." but even mm. brian cashman said you know i didn't expect geo Urshela to be anywhere near the contributor that he is now uh mike talkman kind of had a few uh on and off people saying oh this guy's good uh, but, you know, Talkman was originally drafted from the Rockies and Urshela, I can't remember. Uh, but they weren't Yankee draft picks. And, you know, the Yankees draft yield hasn't been great these last few years. I think they're second to last or last uh, in terms of like eight year draft yield uh, war wise. But mm. you know what? It's it's pretty crazy what they've been able to do on, you know, the margins with the with trades and things like that. And I think you know, any guy that was <laughs> that was able to acquire Urshela and Voigt and uh, and Talkman yeah, is the guy that I'd want sussing out my amateur scouting. So, you know, I'm I'm excited for him as well. I, I think Johnny Almaraz had some big shoes to fill uh, in terms of his last five drafts. They've been really good. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I think Barber's going to be great. I'm very excited. He's a young guy. He's, you know, or relatively young. He's 46 years old. But he's, you know, he knows what he's doing. So I'm I'm, I'm feeling good about him. Yeah, so far the front office have made two good decisions, haven't they? It's boding well it's, for the offseason. You know what? It's, it's boding never well. Bad. It's never bad to steal guys away from the most successful franchise in sports history. I've been saying that on exactly. Twitter a lot. 
but that's you can't say that's a bad thing. And, and, and they've all come from winning backgrounds, and it, exactly. it, they know how to win. That is crucial, and it's invaluable mm-hmm. experience that money cannot buy. I mean, the Yankees have had what they they bottomed out at a 500 record, and uh, was that like 2013, something like that? They they bottomed out at a 500 record over their last like however many years. I mean, they've been a winning team for mm-hmm. ages, like. There's obviously a key to su- sustained success, and that's what Matt Klentak was preaching when he was first hired. He wants a team that is not only going to win now, but is also going to win five years from now. Yeah. Uh, he wants to put up winning records. He wants to create sustainability, and that's what the Yankees know how to do. It's a no-brainer. Absolutely. Uh, very quickly, before we wrap this up, uh, congratulations to JT Ramuto and Harper, who have been gold glove finalists. And Aaron Nola. And Aaron, Aaron and Aaron Nola. I was quickly frantically searching the uh, nominate, nominees before I came <laughs> on. Nola was another one. Uh, so I, I think JT should will be is probably the best chance of winning that one. Yeah, he's got he's got tough competition in Austin Hedges, but uh, yeah, you know, I yeah. I think he should win the Platinum Glove and he should win the Silver Slugger. I don't care about Yasmani Grandal. I oh, it makes me mad. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think JT's got it locked up personally. Uh, I know Jeremy Frank. Uh, at MLB Random Stats on Twitter has Austin Hedges winning it, so he might know something that I don't know, but uh, I think Real Muto has it locked up, and uh, in terms of Harper, I think Bellinger's going to win it, but oh, Harper, Cody, yeah. what a what a freaking year he had. I think it was nine defensive runs saved, 13 assists, like it, it, insane year, uh, and I don't know if Aaron's going to win it, to be honest. The only thing I know about Aaron's fielding is his, he had a perfect fielding percentage this year, but that's that's all I know. And just think, before, well, when we signed Harper, everyone said, Harper can't defend. He's, he's, he <laughs> won't get any infielders, outfield assists. He's, he's rubbish. You know, he doesn't concentrate. He doesn't hustle in the outfield. I'd play it, I'd play it safe, too, if I was coming up on one of the biggest free agent contract signings of all time, you know? Exactly, exactly. Everybody knew he was better than what he put up last year, and people got burned for, you know, for burning him on that, so. Yeah. Very quickly, Alex, are the Nationals going to win the World Series? Uh, <laughs> I feel so, as of the time of recording this, they have a 2 nothing lead. Uh I hate to say it, but uh, yeah, I think so. It feels meant to be. Um, it, you know, it feels like that serendipitous, mm. uh, you know, uh, the stars aligned and everything kind of went right in the, uh, since whenever they were 19 and 31. Uh, but you know what? Good on them. Good on them. They've had it coming for a long time now. They've been a really good team for a really long time. They've spent more money than anyone probably over the last like five or six years. So, uh, so good for them. I think they deserve it. And anybody else that is refuting that point uh, is just mad because, you know, we got Bryce Harper and are not in the playoffs. So yeah. good for them. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, all of a sudden that five wins against them look pretty good now. <laughs> the, way, the way they're blowing the Astros apart. Pretty but, crazy. Uh, I, I, I've got a funny feeling that World Series is not done yet. But the Astros have got to win the next one, I feel. I Otherwise, <laughs> but, but it, it's it's yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a good postseason actually. It's been a lot more dramatic and drama than the last few I can remember. Yeah, it's been a good one, man. I just really wish that you know I'm I'm thrilled I'm thrilled that the Braves were embarrassed 
Of course yeah, I am. Oh, that's a highlight. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's cool to see the Dodgers get beat. But also at the same time, I so wish the Dodgers were in the Nationals place right now. I just do. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I think that's it. quite a, a resounding across the fan base. But here oh, we well. are. But then we've got Dryde. Hey, I'm looking into the offseason already. And I, we I have can't. Bryce Harper and they don't. So take that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy and World next Series, year, Nationals. We'll have Steven Strasburg and they won't. Oh, can and you imagine? Next, no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I hope not... so. I really hope <laughs> so. But... That's for another podcast. Uh, yeah. Alex, thank you for your time, mate. Thank you for coming on at short, such short notice. My man, always a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. We'll, um, we'll try and do another one during the winter meetings because we should have some coaches in place by then. and Probably get one in there before then too. Yeah, yeah. We'll Let's see, see how it goes. We'll, we'll keep you updated <laughs> with some content, guys. Um, oh, we always do. Thank you for all the clicks and likes on the, on the new website, guys. Um, go check it out. There'll be a lot of content coming over there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have keep it all my... All my off-season pieces, uh, well, post-post-season pieces are, are pretty much ready to go. All my free agency stuff that people are uh, really showing a lot of support for, which I'm really excited about. So thank you for that. Um, but keep an eye out because once the post-season is over, there's a lot of We start rolling. Coming. There's That's a it. lot we, of we content coming. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we're going to keep you updated with podcasts, Twitter, obviously, of course. Um, as ever, thank you for listening and watching, guys, on YouTube. If I get this out on YouTube, uh, probably. <laughs> well, let's hope. Uh, let's hope it works. I'm gonna. Now. I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last time, that was uh, a lot of heavy editing. I'm sorry I couldn't get your face, in, Alex. You were too close to the, with three people. You're too close to the camera, so All right. it was just your forehead. So I had to put the logo Beautiful. there. Beautiful. No offense. Oh, I bet I looked great. <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> it was some heavy editing. Okay, guys, enjoy your weekend. Uh, Alex, thank you very much, and ring the bell. Ring the bell, Dave.